0: Hi, everybody. My name is Kara McCarron, and I'm the host of She's the Owner podcast. On this podcast, we're going to be featuring female founders who are at any part of their entrepreneurial journey. We will ask them the same 10 questions and see where the conversation takes us. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. It's Kara McCarran here with you for She's the Owner podcast, and I'd like to introduce someone who's very, very close to me. Um, that seems to be the theme, actually, lately when I'm having guests on my podcast. I know these women very well, so it'll be kind of interesting when I don't know the women as well and have to get to know them via the podcast. Um, so Jessica is um, a new friend, but like a soul sister. Her and I met... Going to our first Tony Robbins event together in August of 2017. It was Business Mastery, and it was in Vegas. And um, our mutual friend connected us, so we ended up sharing um, a hotel in Vegas at the Cosmopolitan. It was amazing. We had lots of fun, learned a lot, cried a lot. You know, lo- learned a lot about our businesses, and um, and then since then we've gone to a UPW together. And we've just stayed close, and she's one of the most important people in my life. And I'm so happy that she's here on the podcast with me today. So hi, Jessica.
1: Hi, Kara. Thank you for the introduction. I absolutely love you as well. Like (laughs) We did have that instant connection that I I look up to a lot. So thank you you for being in my life. I wouldn't be where I am today. (laughs) I know we're going to cry together right now. That's what we do. That's how it goes.
0: (laughs) Um, okay. So let's get right into it. So there's 10 questions that I typically ask. Um, sometimes it goes off the, the, you know, whatever I'm supposed to be asking. We just kind of let the conversation go where it goes. Um, but the first one is always tell us the name of your company, why you started it and tell us a little bit about how you got to be an entrepreneur.
1: Okay. Well, um, my company is Spotlight on Style. We're a staging company in Durham region, um, and the GTA. I started the company in 2009. Um, so quite a while ago.
0: Happy birthday! It's the ten year you. anniversary, yeah, it right? It was it's my tenure. Yeah, that's amazing. Just so celebrate <laughs> that. That's yes. massive, massive, massive.
1: <laughs> We're still going. We're going strong. Um, however, I, I never really got out of my comfort zone, and that's why I got into to the Tony Robbins and um, and connected with you. So here I am, like getting out of my comfort zone. Um, where was it going? <laughs>
0: That's it. That's good. That's a good. So, what does Spotlight on Style do, though? Your staging We're company, a staging okay. company
1: for um, residential homes. Um, we help maximize maximize the value of your home, um, giving you a quick sale and for top dollar.
0: And her 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 stages are gorgeous. Like, Thank you. Um, check like for sure. At the end, we'll we'll give you all of her handles. But um, yeah, the the stuff you guys do is just gorgeous. Like every time I see it, I'm like, mm, I think maybe I need to fix my house again. <laughs> because it doesn't look good. It looks like shit compared to what Jessica's up to. But um, so yeah, if you're in the Durham region, um, if any of you are listening and you're in the Durham region, definitely reach out to her for sure. So Jess, what did you want to be when you were younger and you were thinking, I want to do this when I grow up? Give me a, do you have anything that sticks out?
1: I grew up in kind of a broken home. Mm -hmm. My mom was a single mom. She worked a lot of jobs. And um, doing that, we didn't have a lot of money. So we kind of made do with what we had. And I remember being a young child and rearranging the furniture in our house and bringing love back into our home. And my mom would always like encourage me to do that because she she came in and there was new life. Yeah. So she saw that her children were happy. So she became happy. And we would just like, we would just buy certain things like a plant and that would make like the hugest difference. So I rearranged furniture every time we cleaned. Um I would rearrange furniture just like just for the occasion. Did you do it like and she'd come home and the whole house would be oh, different. Oh yeah, yeah. Like my bedroom ended up in the basement <laughs> eventually and she has no idea how I did oh it. Oh my god. <laughs> I moved a whole dresser on my own. It didn't break and That's amazing. neither did I. So even
0: from then from being little this is what you wanted to <laughs> this do. This is what I did. That's yeah. cool. like most people don't have that answer. Most people will, th- will say, you know, Dr. Vet counselor, what I came from a broken home too. And forever, I wanted to be a psychologist because that's, I think what many kids that come from a broken family think, well, I can't be fixed. So I'm going to go fix other people.
1: However, don't you find that you do that? And in the end anyway, yeah. And same here. Like when I go into homes, I'm, I'm constantly dealing with people that are going through divorce, divorces or money problems. And you're able to like coach them through the process. So it's not just about staging. It's about like connecting Mm. with people and helping them through the process. Yeah.
0: Because often you you're going in not always for happy reasons. Never. <laughs> There's right.
1: like maybe five percent is happy. Really?
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's got to be heavy on you energetically. It, like you know we're is. we're energy people and. Um, but I feel like that's why my purpose is here. Wow, that's beautiful. Thanks. Amazing. So the next question is: How old were you when you realized it? Obviously, you were like a kid. six. Yeah. So <laughs> that's easy. Um, What was the scariest thing about actually starting a company and doing this and not just saying you're doing it, but actually going for it and doing it 10 years ago? What was the scariest thing? So Kara, like
1: that was insane. I remember it was Christmas time in 2008 and I still had a company to go back to. I was on mat leave and I had come to the decision that I don't want to go back to Toronto. Like why did I have a baby Hmm. and then go back to work, you know, and do the rat race and um, I really wanted to follow my purpose, so I quit my job, and I had anxiety, like like anxiety where I've never had before. Like I couldn't breathe, yep. and it was it was bad. And I was going through these roller coasters, like holy crap, what did I just do? I mm-hmm. just left my job that I have benefits, I have a, an income. Like what am I doing? And that was the start. I just I just went for it, and I I figured out how to like get like a government grant and go from there. And I found this amazing program that they don't offer it anymore. Is it the Ontario um, OSCB, right? Yes, I did it yes, too. Yeah. So yeah. I, I fell into that. And the first time I went to it, they declined me. They said, no, you, like, we don't see how this business could work. And so I took a course on it. And then
0: I went back and hmm. I was eager. So what year was that? Um, 2009. So I, I had gone through mine in 2006. You were really? probably one of the last ones Yeah, that went I was through. group 30. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh my gosh. I didn't <laughs> know we that. just connected it. So crazy. There you go. Small world. <laughs> um, so when you think about I my, my I this is my, I think, fifth company. And this the, the content company is when I refer to my company, my fifth company. She's the owner is my passion project, but my fifth company is the content company. But I had event planning, I did organic gift pass. Like I did a whole bunch of things before. And I think people don't understand that it's like, and for you to just have the one business, that's a, you're a unicorn. Like normally. And you're a born entrepreneur. Oh yeah. It's in my (laughs) blood for sure. But like normally you start and fail at a whole bunch of fucking things first, before you get to the place where you're like, okay, this makes actual sense. And this, now I've got the business acumen to back it up. I didn't know the first business I started was ridiculous. Like it was an event planning company. I don't even know if I made any money, but I knew at that point in my twenties, I'm like, okay, I think I'm an entrepreneur. And back then, if you, that wasn't sexy. Like now we know everybody's like an entrepreneur, but no, there's very few actual entrepreneurs where they will do anything right. it takes. Like you and you, I both You breathe know, it. Like, that's that's right. it. Like, and you do not stay, like you may get knocked down, but we don't stay down. And I think there's this big difference between kids or young people that are starting businesses that are, they'll do it for six months or a year and be like, oh, this isn't fucking working. Well, if I thought that way, I wouldn't be where I am. Same for you. Right. Like right. it's, it is a different, we're a different breed for sure. Um, but I, I had four or five things that I'd start and i would just like, I would it and I'd put everything I had into it. And then I'd go, I don't think this is the thing I need to keep trying. And I kept trying and trying and trying. And eventually it paid off and I learned what I needed to learn. But um, it's scary. When I quit my job, I had, and I talked talked about this in other podcasts, we had, I think it was about $5,000 a month in bills, so rent and car payments and all that. And my ex-husband was guaranteed, I think maybe three grand and that was it. And there was no cushion, there was no credit. We maxed everything out and I said, fuck it, I'm doing it. And I my hand shook when I hit my send button to quit my job. But Boy, do you hustle when there's no option and you burn your fucking boat. That's the only way to do it. That's it. People are always like, "Well, what about if I do this for a while?" And I'm like, "You can, for sure, do that, but eventually you have to cut the cord because your company is going to require two thousand percent of you, not a hundred, right? And as long as you're busy doing this other thing, whatever that thing is, you can't do what you need to do to get it off the ground. You might do okay, and there is some businesses that you can transit, like you know, um, make that transition. But really, you have to burn your fucking boat. And that's a Tony thing we've learned over and over again. It's like... Or the bridge. Yeah. Well, <laughs> burning bridges, different burning than burning boats, in my view. I try not to burn any bridges because you, you never know when True. you're going to need to yes, go back. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it is scary. And, you know, just I, as a, you know... You jump kind of in rapid. with both you feet and, you, and if you don't, then you, you'll never put it. And you'll never know. You'll never, you'll never, never know in. what could have been if you yeah. don't really put in all of what you can into it. Um, so what's been your greatest lesson so far in entrepreneurship?
1: Um, well, it's a, a constant battle. Like you, you're getting up every day mm-hmm. and you're on the, that, that battlefield. So um, I definitely realize that you have to do a lot of personal development and that's where like Tony came big into my life and you like you've helped me through a lot of things that, you know, uh, where the, the feminine energy come in mm-hmm. and you take the, the things that are happening to you and make it huge. Um, so like the, the big lesson would be like getting the help that you need. Yeah. And like, they const- constantly do that work on yourself.
0: And it's true. like it, And we always say this, you know, a lot of people will say to us, you're going again you're going to another event or you're going to another seminar or didn't you just go to something and it's like, and it doesn't have to be Tony Robbins. It can be be anybody. It has to be. I go to a lot of different Mm -hmm. things, but the thing about it is that there's no end goal here. Personal development and professional development is an ongoing process. And like uh, Jessica and I actually work with the same coach and you don't just have a coaching session once and then think, okay, I'm good now. Like it's, you're, you're crazy to think that. And once you commit to the fact that it's going to be like a personal trainer or it's going to be like, um, even seeing the doctor, you know, you don't, I I don't go to see a doctor. I've seen naturopathic <laughs> doctors personally, but I'm I'm not going to go see my naturopathic doctor once and then think I'm fine. Right. I get or work a, out once what, and then right. you're like fit for Why am life, I not, right? why don't yeah, I have Because well, Right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's it. Like it's, that's the lesson here. Is like always, always be working on you. And I would say the other thing is, and chime in if what you you know if you have any thoughts on it. But I find that sometimes I need to slow down too on my personal development to actually implement the shit I'm learning. So I just went through that, and
1: I was literally like just doing everything, and I wasn't processing what I was getting. So now I've taken a step back. And really like did the step-by-step on everything that I need to do. And I think that I was going through like a a bit of a depression. I I fell in a hole and now I'm coming out and I'm feeling like vibrant and and awesome again. Um, But it took a really long time to get there. And I I remembered I had to take those little steps
0: to get where I am right now. So you you were with another coaching program, Jennifer Love. For a, was it a year?
1: Yeah, I'm still with her.
0: Okay, yeah. So same thing, right? Like that's you, you, you guys meet monthly. I think we
1: we we meet uh, once a week.
0: Oh, okay. yeah, that's frequent. Yeah,
1: it's nice. o- it's often. Okay. It's a group where we're like sisters, right? And-, and
0: that's it. So I think that's the other big thing is like we can still be in our masculine for business, but then remembering that we have each other in this more feminine energy way, where you can be vulnerable with me, and you can cry, and you can, I can nurture you, and like. Just honoring, and that's why I love you. <laughs> oh, thanks. But it's true, though, right? Like, if you don't, it's like I feel like we feel it's like one or the other. We have to be these ball-breaking bitches, or we're we're total wusses, right? But that's not even close to the truth. Like when you're negotiating a staging deal, like you're in your masculine, you have to be. Yeah. Right. I'm actually in my masculine a lot more often than feminine. Right. Which doesn't feel the best. No, no. And that's why we started the show. So that's probably why we're both single. (laughs) Well, you know, that could be. It's true though. Men don't know how to handle, because men want to be men. Yeah. And women want to be men, (laughs) except when we don't. (laughs) And we need to get better at paying attention, I find. like Right. I have no, I have nothing bad to say to guys. Like we are fucking the whole system up right now. (laughs) We're beautiful, amazing creatures. Don't get it twisted. But really, when I show up in my masculine to a guy I might think is cute, what the hell is he going to do with that? (laughs) He has no idea what to do with that. He's going to walk away. He's going to walk away. Good. (laughs) Good chance he's going to be like, okay, brother, peace out and go. Give you a little fist pump and <laughs> that'll be that. And then I'm standing there going, like, what happened? You're so cute. <laughs> well, you showed up like a dude and your dude energy. It's not okay. So I know. Oh, Kara. <laughs> Um, So what does feminine and masculine energy mean to you then?
1: So I feel like, like I said, I'm mostly in my masculine 100%. Um, where I do feel like I am feminine is where I see that I take a, a small thing that's happened and made it big, mm. um, where a man would just make a, sm- a big thing small, right? You know, so I I do see that, and I also see like I'm definitely nurturing, like I always want to help people, and to the extent where I'm putting myself out of the equation, and it affects me. Mm-hmm. So like I'm 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 recognizing all these steps that I'm taking now, so I don't fall into that that hole that I was in, right? Um.
0: How much do you think, and I've talked about this before and I'm going to talk about it again, but one of the biggest things I think we underestimate as women is our cycle and where we're at in our cycle, especially women who are in their forties or close to it. Our hormones are changing all the time and we don't talk about it because there's definitely a stigma around it. Men are trained from when they're little boys to be like, oh, she's a bitch. She's on her PMS time or whatever, right? Like. Yeah. Everyone's conditioned to talk about women's hormones really, really negatively. When the reality is, if we didn't have hormones, there'd be no people. Right. So I think we should get some props for that, (laughs) first (laughs) of all. But how much... So for me personally, I know that there's definitely pockets in the month, in my 30 days or 28-day cycle, where everything is bad. Everything is bad. Everything feels like it's ending. I'm not going to make this company what it should be. Nobody fucking understands me. I'm just in a way. And then four days later, the world makes sense. (laughs) Everything is glorious. I'm going to the gym. (laughs) I'm going to the gym. I'm calling my friends again and life is good. Yeah. And I think we really have to start having this conversation where I'm starting to track it. Like I'm starting to track it where I'm like, how am I feeling? I look at my cycle. I'm like, yep. Okay. So in about three days. I'm going to be okay again. So how am I going to manage between now and three days? Maybe it's working out of my bed that day. Maybe it's staying in my jammies and being really comfortable physically that day. Maybe it's putting makeup on that day. Like I'm starting to be able to track because I eat healthy. I don't have any processed food. I supplement up the wazoo. I'm good. I walk. I do all the things that someone would say, well, are you? Yes, I'm fucking doing it. Okay. And I still have these moments. So I think it's important to just recognize that like when you're feeling in those lulls, when it's extra, just like take a look at your calendar and see like where I'm interesting. I'm I That's interesting
1: i am i right I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take that
0: in. Do it. Yeah. I'm I feel like there's a, a whole movement we need to have around that because it's no joke. Yeah, it isn't. Like <laughs> we're ask women. Any girl, <laughs> when they're PMSing, they don't feel like themselves. Like I will sit there and I will fucking argue. And I will be one person in, on this side and the other one's like, you know, you're arguing, you're just being a bitch for no reason. I'm like, yeah, I fucking know, but I can't stop. And it's true. Like, you just don't feel like yourself. Right. But then get your period and everything makes sense again. So sorry, boys, yeah. if that was TMI, but too, too bad. <laughs> the girls show. So there. Um so do you ever, so you, you've said a couple of times that you feel like you're too far into your masculine. What I does that look am. like? Tell me what that looks like when you, when well, you recognize it.
1: I, okay. So I am a very compassionate person. However, when I am in my masculine, I actually don't care. Um, I'll I'll like, I'll basically just shoot it off. Like nothing's wrong or, you know, like, and I, I definitely work a lot. Like I, I don't deal with things because I'm just too busy working. So I find that that is huge in my masculine. Like I just don't want to deal with things. So yeah. I'm gonna keep myself busy. Um you're very
0: like um task focused. Yes. And you don't look up yeah to really see what's going on emotionally or otherwise. Yes. How does that feel?
1: Um, it's not great. Like I'm starting to realize that I'm isolating myself from people, you know, like all the connections that I used to make um are not so close anymore. So that's like I'm I'm remember how I said I was in that hole that now I'm coming out. So I'm taking these steps to like be the person I want to be and right. who I need to be.
0: Come back to who you really are. Yeah. Cause that's it. Right. You lose yourself, right? You, you, you can, you, you do. Um, so this is, I like this. This is one of my favorite questions to ask my guests. Um, and since I know you personally, I have an idea of what you're going to say, but what do you think? about? I'm going to throw you for a loop. <laughs> okay. Good. Beautiful. <laughs> What do you think about personal development and why do you think that about personal development, like as a whole?
1: So personal development came into my life. Um, I'd say like five years ago, I was in a rut. I've been in a rut for a majority of my life. <laughs> oh, come on now. That's <laughs> I, a story. I've, been, I've been PMSing. <laughs> That's a story. <laughs> right,
0: right. So five years ago, I- Let me just stop you though. Yes. A woman in a rut wouldn't have a successful staging company for 10 years. But
1: I'm masculine, so, you know, I worked really, really, really hard. Yep. (laughs) I get you. I get you. Okay, go. Okay. So um, five years ago, I started wanting to make my life different. I I wasn't happy where I was. And I knew that if I needed to change, I had to change me. Mm. So I started working out and doing personal development 30 minutes a day. And the minute I started doing that, I realized that I wasn't alone. Mm. Like I, the th- the feelings that I was having were like other people who were having them as well, and famous people mm-hmm. were having them. And when I was able to like connect with that, I was like, th- like this is my new world. I'm I'm hanging around with this crowd. It's not doing anything for me. So I'm going to move over to this crowd. And even though they might be on YouTube or like, you know, in um, networks, they were closer to me than the people that I was hanging around with.
0: So let's just talk about that for a second. One of the things we, we learn in all of the stuff that we do is proximity is power. And you are the product of the top five people that you spend the most time with. Yes. So tell us a little bit about because that transition for some people, some of the women listening right now, it's difficult when you've grown up with a certain group of girlfriends or a certain group of whatever your family, it is a tough spot when you start to be awoken to it, that this, this group isn't serving, they're in their own space, but it's not serving my purpose and what I want to actually accomplish. So how did you, I mean, I've had, I've had the transition too, but I, You don't just go up to them and knock on the door be like, listen, I can't be your friend anymore. Right. (laughs) Because you're not, you're not living to your full purpose. (laughs) So you just sort of eventually end up away. But did you, how did you feel about having to make that transition five years ago?
1: It it was very difficult. Um, I felt very alone. Yeah. Um, I think it was when I went to um, Business Mastery with you that it really hit home for me. I connected with you on a very high level and realized that my life was never going to be the same again.
0: <laughs> Joseph McClendon third. That's all I'm going to say. When you go to UPW, you'll know. <laughs> oh, yes. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Keith Cunningham. That's another one. Anyway, I digress.
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, um, just moving into that and doing the personal development every day and removing myself out of these relationships was very difficult, Mm -hmm. but I felt a feeling that I've never had before. And I knew that I I liked it and I wanted to continue. And even though I was isolating myself from other people that were close to me, I was growing in so many different levels that
0: yeah, you kind of just can't turn back. You can't. You like you yeah. couldn't
1: go back. And I couldn't. Yeah. It I, I ended in a divorce and lost half my family. And it, it's
0: Yeah. It's it's tricky. it's sad,
1: but in the end, like I'm very, very grateful for who I am and where I'm going. Right. And I feel like I'm a better person for the people around me, including my my children. Right.
0: So. And that's it, right? Like eventually I think I I I mean, I always see things like Rose colored glasses or whatever that's saying. is. But I think the people that maybe in the beginning that were sort of, we'll call them toxic or not, not wanting to grow the way that you wanted to grow. Some of them will come back and see the, the change.
1: And they'll want it as well. Exactly. And, and, and I, I, love that, that. I love that. I love being able to help. Like yeah. you just helped one of my, one of my childhood best friends. Yeah. Um, and you're bringing her to. Un- unleash the power within. And she's so pumped. That's I'm actually so going to watch her kids for her while she oh goes. God. Yeah. Cause That's I'm, amazing. I just, I know that she needs yeah. this and I know. Yeah, so a
0: little quick backstory. Um, as, as you guys know, she's the owner the the mission is to send a thousand women to the next couple of years of, uh, unleash the power within events. And I came to get a ticket from, um, a beautiful and generous platinum partner. And she said I could donate it. And so I chose somebody yesterday to donate it to. Um, and she's, the thing that was so beautiful about it was that she, I, t- I sent her a message and I said, what do you think of this? And within 10 minutes, she had everything sorted out and committed. That's the kind of fucking woman I want to go to because she's going to go. And I know when that woman comes home, yeah, she'll be on a mission to change Everybody around her—that is incredible. And that's—I love your mission. It's—I'm so so excited for her to go. I'm excited for everybody to go, but especially her. <laughs> um, but yeah. So it. Can, but it, that transition from old life to new life can be scary, but it's like you when you see the the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. Like once you see that you have a choice in how you live your life and a choice in how your life turns out and that life is happening for you and not to you. It's really hard to go back to sitting with 10 people that want to bitch and complain all the time.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Like I have zero tolerance. I, I have a, I, I, I have a really hard time listening to people complaining. So what
1: I love about you and the people that are into like personal development, when you do come to somebody to bitch, like or have a problem, I find that you are solution oriented. So you'll come up with the concept, okay, well, where do you need to be? And how are you going to get there? Like, if you're going to keep on bickering back and forth, is that going to get where you were where you need to be? Right. So I, I really appreciate that. It, you've helped me through a lot of personal things that like other people would never, ever be able to help me with. Because right. you're like, this is why it's happening. Mm-hmm. Like th- let's you can dig fix in it. the weeds. Like, yeah, let's figure it out. And and other the people thing. would be like, oh yeah, he, you know this is bad. Like that th- that person, you should just write off. Right. But you were able to like help me through the process of like what's happening and how can I fix it. Right. Thank you. I
0: appreciate that. Um,
1: but that's all personal
0: development. It is. Well, like, and people don't realize that. I know. They just. I know. And and it doesn't. I don't really care. I used to have a. I used to feel a way about what people thought about me and oh, she's in a cult and oh, she drank the Kool-Aid. And I'm like, fuck, (laughs) sign me up. Like this Kool-Aid is pretty good. If it's all, it's about loving myself and then loving everyone around me. I'm okay with that. But one of the things about the people in our tribe or in our community is is exactly what you said. Like, I won't let you, I won't let you go there and complaining. I'll let you have your a few minutes, let it out. And then I go, okay, well, like let's, what are we going to do about it? And that was That's done to me by anyone in this environment. I I wrote a list of things that I was interested in a a man. I'm starting to date or thinking about it. (laughs) I say that. With
1: With her feminine energy. With (laughs) her feminine energy.
0: Um, But I wrote a list of things and I sent it to my friend who's a platinum partner in the Tony Robbins environment. And exactly what you just said. Normally, girls would be like, girl, you totally deserve a guy like that. Of course, you're good enough. Blah, blah, blah. And they blow sunshine up your ass. This woman <laughs> sent it back to me and goes, Well, do you deserve a man like that? Are you showing up like this? I was like, Nope. <laughs> so, for the last 18 months, I've been working on becoming the man of my dreams, essentially in female form, so that I can attract okay. that to me because that's it. Like, she didn't let me wiggle out of it. She right. didn't just say, Oh, yeah, of course he deserves. She was, she fucking called me out hard. Right. And she checks in every little while. She's like, So, how's it going? I'm like, Pretty good. <laughs> And if it's not, I say so. But I think that's the beauty of personal development. And when you get around women in this environment, we're not going to just placate you. We're going to make you think the hard stuff. Our coach makes us think the hard stuff. You make me think the hard stuff. You call me out all the time. And I, I often get into these conversations with people where they'll say, well, sometimes people don't want to hear it. And I go, I always want to hear it because-
1: 100%. You are
0: loving me so hard when you have- any th- feedback. And that's one of my of like number one way.
1: values. Yep. Right. Like it, honesty, if you can't tell me the truth, like right. well, then what's the point? Like, and you're we're not taking, even in this together. That's right.
0: And it's I anytime I get coached by anyone, I feel more loved literally than ever before. Right. And and any other I don't if I'm making love to a guy, I still feel more love when a person that I don't even know is coaching me. Cause they're trusting that I'm not gonna spaz out. They're trusting that I'm open. It's yes. a beautiful thing and that's that's to me that's what personal development is. It's not just going to the events and jumping 10,000 jumps, although that shit is fun. But <laughs> but you know in your peak
1: state. It does. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's oh, peak state. <laughs> um so we went a bit off the what what else is new is this. how I how I do this. Um Okay, so I'll ask you because you're you're a mom and you're a single mom um like me. So do you think that there is a choice that needs to be made between having a happy family and having a, a thriving business? Or do you feel like you can balance them both as long as you've got So that
1: support? is a number one struggle for me. In the last, I'd say year, I have made a huge adjustment into my life. Mm-hmm. I, I had to, right? you know, um, I have zero support. So um, I definitely had to make a huge change. I would change. reframe that. Zero support, meaning Okay, I, I'm going to totally change it. I have support.
0: <laughs> See what I mean?
1: <laughs> Fucker can't get away from it. So mm, I have support in different ways. Right. Um, when you it don't comes have to, the
0: father's support. I, I, I don't going. have
1: a lot of um, caregiving support for my children. So,
0: um, But she, her mom is amazing. I totally am. Her amazing. mom is a rock star. She yes. cracks me up. I love that woman. <laughs> okay, go.
1: So... Um, finding the balance was difficult, but I feel like I could never change my life back to what it was. Mm. I was working 14, 18 hour days Mm -hmm. and now I'm working, you know, eight hour days and then I'm coming home and working a little bit longer. Right. Um, but I'm there with my children. Right. So like they're, they're seeing me as showing up as like, I can bring them to school. I can come to school events and I can pick them up from school and then I might go back out to work for a little bit, but I'm, I'm actually the one constant thing in their lives where I wasn't before. right? And I would never trade that. right? Like I'm so, so grateful that I'm able to do this now.
0: Well, Mariola and I chatted about this um, on the last podcast about, I asked her that question and she had a really cool answer. And I totally agree with it. It's like, when we show up as the boss women that we are, we're teaching them, even though we might think we're neglecting them, we're not. Like, Amelia, just sidebar. The kid just started a business. She's the entrepreneur no of all four of them for sure. Like the other others are doing it, but this one's like it's in her DNA. She's selling bracelets. <laughs> she's, <the youngest. laughs> she's selling bracelets, and she comes home yesterday and she all on the whiteboard. She's like, "Well, I'm the boss, and here are my workers, and I pay them fifty cents a day, and they get like." She has the whole business plan sorted out at ten years old.
1: That's so amazing. When I
0: see that, I'm like, "Do I feel bad that I maybe went on that business trip last year?" No. Right. I'm teaching her to hustle. Yeah, I'm teaching her what showing up looks like. I'm teaching her that working hard pays off. Maybe I'm not there for every single little thing, but her dad's incredible and he's an incredible support to me. He takes her whenever I need to go do whatever. He's amazing. And I'm very, very blessed. We work hard at that relationship. Um, But we're not fucking up in any way. We're actually gifting them.
1: How that's to be amazing. a strong yeah.
0: woman. And so are you, right? Like that's when you look at it, you're teaching them about tenacity. And like when you get knocked down, you get right back up and you keep going. Like that's better than sitting our asses on a couch and being present with them right. all the time. Yes. Like that's not serving them. You're serving them yes. a massive amount of everything. So you're you're doing an incredible job. And don't ever demean that. It's a big deal. I know it doesn't always feel that way because you're like, I want to do everything, but you're an incredible mother. Thank you. And like you should be proud because I, you're I teaching, am proud. especially thank the you. girls. Yeah, right. Like they're those kids are gonna boss up one day, and it's because of what you're showing them. So, yes, thank you, thank you. So are you? Thanks. <laughs> um. So, how do you show up in your feminine? Like now that you know you're super into the masculine side, because I think that feels safe for you. I think feminine scary it does. for you because it's vulnerability and all the. So I'm trying
1: to actually step out of one part of the feminine that like, this is, I don't know where I'm going in my life, but, um, the, the thing that holds me back is perfectionism. Mm. I'm, I'm, I always have to be perfect. Yep. Everything has to be perfect. I can't send it out unless it's perfect. I won't do it until it's perfect. You know, like, and that stops us a lot. And a man will like, if he doesn't know the answer, he's still going to raise his hand. Right. (laughs) And no woman. And you know what
0: Jasmine just said about that? What? It's that it's our need for certainty true.
1: as women. Yes, because it's a confidence. Right. right.
0: And if we're not certain, we're not going to do it. If there's no safety, we're not going to do it. Right. So that's that's exactly in alignment with. So th- that's where I'm needs. trying to get
1: out of my feminine. So um, it, for me to get back into my feminine, um, I definitely have to like work on the whole, like not making uh, little things big. Mm-hmm. I, how I, do you
0: get so if you if you had to feel if I said, Okay, Jessica, put your feminine hat on and and start to think about how you could be more thoughtful and more vulnerable, more patient. Like for me it's walking in nature. That's a huge one. Is it with your dog? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that's that why i love me right in my yeah. feminine really, really quick. Um, some women dance, some people put girls put makeup on. So are there any practices or is that something that you're starting to try to figure out about yourself.
1: I am figuring that out. Like I just started back at the gym. Um, I was eating my feelings away. (laughs) Also guilty. (laughs) So now I'm back at the gym and like starting to feel good. The confidence is starting to kick in. Um, So like even just coming here today, I wore high heels. Like for me to be in fierce, woo, fierce, (laughs) have earrings on, you know, like these are things that I don't Typically do, right. and I need to start doing. So and it feels good. It though. feels great. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm in Toronto, you know, hanging out with Kara. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll be taking. I I said this in the other podcast, but when I uh, when I need to get into my feminine, I take off my bra. That's like really. Oh yeah. As soon as I'm done in the office and I go into the kitchen, which is that's feminine 10, to you. Yep. Oh my. <laughs> I can just release, and because I feel very buttoned up when I'm huh. in my outfit and blah blah. As soon as I get home, fling it's gone. And I'm, and then maybe sometimes I'll have a bath or whatever, but, um, it's just, I think it's just being aware too, right? Like if I'm talking to the kids and I'm all business, I'm like, hold on a minute. Yes.
1: Yeah. They're yep. not
0: business. They're not little business people. No.
1: And, and that's where I have to get back into my phone right. too. Right. Yeah. Because like, like I said, like, I don't have that compassion. You know, I'm like, oh, suck it up. You just yeah. fell. Come on.
0: Right. Get up. Right. Yeah. Brush it off. You're <laughs> right. all good. So you need 20 stitches and... <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> we'll do that later. Right now. No, I know. It's uh it's it is it's a work in progress. And I think it's interesting to see how how society is really the pendulum has gone far too like we and I make jokes about it, but we act like we want to be men all the time now. And then we we don't understand why men aren't responding to it.
1: Right. Well, they respond as a buddy. Like, right. Right? Like we're we're, we're, we're equal. Or, we're right. equal.
0: But um and I think men You know, I was talking to the kid's dad the other day and I said, I want you to get into your feminine energy before I'm going to say what I want to say. And I just said, so maybe think about being more vulnerable in this moment and being more thoughtful in this moment. And he took a second and just closed his eyes and then I said what I said and it was a totally different experience had I not needed the warning ahead of time but that's hard for a man, right? Wow. Like it's not natural. No. It's they're naturally and they're masculine. <laughs> like that's, they're all business. You talk to a guy and he's going to be trying to fix your problem when we're just like, no, we just want to talk. Yes. So, but, uh, well, Was there anything else you want to mention or talk about or? No, or I, think I think we're that was, good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, was a, that was the last question. Um, but I honestly, like I feel blessed. I'm grateful to Carolyn for, that was the mutual friend who introduced us um, at Starbucks. Do you remember meeting me first time at Starbucks? Yes, I do. Um,
1: But even just like you brought me out of like my complete comfort zone. Like we flew separately. I've never flown by myself. And, you know, like I, well, I have like to Alberta and stuff, but yeah. Not to Vegas. (laughs) Not to Vegas. Vegas Vegas, the first time, you know. It was good though. 37.
0: Yep. Yeah, I I hadn't flown in. Like six years before that, because I hated flying. Yeah, Carolyn said that. to me, yeah, put you your were... big girl pants on and get your yes. ass on that plane." And I was like, "Okay." And signing
1: up for a course that was crazy amount of money. Yeah, I and know. like here we are.
0: Yeah, now look. I would never change it. No. I'm like, when's the next one? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's uh, and that's that's it. Like if you've never, I met somebody um, who who hasn't been to an event but had some strong feelings about Tony Robbins, and I said, "Well, until you've been to an event, you really can't." assess it. It's, he's such a loving individual and he's so, like, he really doesn't, people say, oh, my, my, some of my family member, oh, he does it for the money. I'm like, the guy's stupid rich. Like he doesn't need any money. Right. He does it because he's on this planet to serve. And that's why I'm obsessed with bringing a thousand women because I just want to serve. And it's like a gift almost right to him. Like, your buddy, like, this is how you've changed my life and the life of my friends, people that are close to me. Now I want to show all these other people how that's going to happen. And, and that's it. But, um, yeah. Anyway, I'm so glad you came all the way down.
1: Yes. How long did it take you? An hour and 40 minutes. That's not too
0: bad. Not bad at all. No. Anyway, thanks a lot for listening, you guys. And, uh, we'll talk soon. Cheers. Bye.